Hello and welcome to a new podcast from the real estate team here at Travis Smith. I'm Gareth Wynn, a senior associate in the real estate team. And I'm Sarah Fall, one of the Knowledge Council in the real estate team. So we're speaking to you today about the Economic Crime Transparency and Enforcement Act 2022. Given we've had lots of questions from clients concerned about what they have to do in response to it. So put simply, this is uh, an act uh, from enforced by the government to identify ultimate owners of property in the UK. And specifically, there are, there's an aim to provide greater transparency on property ownership in the UK by requiring overseas entities to register at Companies House and disclose the beneficial owners of that property. So it's quite a technical act. Um, and for those who are interested, we have um, briefings on it which we can provide links to. But for the moment, we're concentrating on property in England and Wales. So if you have an overseas company that holds UK real estate, you should have now received a letter from Companies House informing you of the obligation to register. And we've had lots of questions from clients asking what steps need to be taken and specifically by when. So the first thing to note is that the Act is now in force, so we do need to be aware of the critical dates. And there are three critical dates that we need to be aware of. The first two have passed. So the first was the 1st of August 2022, and that's when the register went live. And from that date, overseas entities have been able to register uh, their ownership at Companies House. We understand there are about 31,000 overseas entities that will need to register by the end of the transition period, which we'll come on to. Uh, shortly. So you can see there's quite a long way to go. The second date was the 5th of September 2022 and from that date the land registry is going to be entering restrictions on title to all of those titles owned by overseas entities and again we, we have heard that there are approximately 90,000 of those titles. One thing to note is that if there are already applications or priority searches against those titles at the land registry um, the restriction will go on after those applications have been processed. And the third date we need to be aware of is the 31st of January 2023, and that's the end of the transitional period, which is six months from the 1st of August 2022. And that's the deadline by which all overseas entities that were holding UK property and acquired it from the 1st of January 1999 and the 1st of August 2022 will have needed to have registered on the Register of Overseas Entity and will have had to have obtained an overseas entity ID number. And if they don't register by that 31st of January date, they'll be committing offences under the Act and they'll be liable to either fines or potentially criminal offences as well. They'll also be prevented by the restriction on title, which will become effective at that date. Um, they'll be prevented from selling, leasing or charging their property. So as Sarah mentioned there, the first date where something actually happens in response to the Act has passed, being the 5th of September, where the restrictions will go on the title of properties owned by uh, overseas entities. There's two forms of those restrictions, and the first one applies to all property that was owned since 1st of January 1999 and 1st of August 2022. And those restrictions uh, will prevent the transfer charge or lease of more than seven years to be registered if, uh, but it only actually occurs, or bites, should I say, uh, after the 31st of January 2023. So the, the restriction will go on now, but 
it won't actually be effective or you won't need to do anything in response to it until after that transitional period date. The second form of restriction is conversely for bytes now is for property that you're dealing with at this current moment in time. So you have to remember that if you are leasing or acquiring a property now with an overseas entity, you will need your overseas entity ID for that from this point in time. Um, and your sort of your, your legal advisor should be advising you on that and making you aware of it uh, as the process goes. Um, but then ultimately, by the 31st of January next year, all overseas entities who have property at any point since the 1st of January 1999 in England and Wales will need to have applied for an overseas entity ID number. So the other question we get asked a lot by clients at the moment is if they still need to register if they've disposed of their property before that 31st of January deadline. So we're saying we have this six months transitional period. In theory, you don't need to register before the end of that date, but if you're disposing now, what do you have to do? So of course, if the restriction is already on the title, then um, there's nothing actually you have to do in response to that, as we said, because you'd be disposing or dealing with that property before the deadline. But there is a point in there to say that if you are dealing with that property after the 28th of February 2022, you still need to disclose the information about beneficial owners to Companies House as if you were applying to be on the register even though there's no registration um, sort of requirement in that. The next question we've been asked a lot is how to work out exactly who needs to be registered on the register. So the first thing you'll need to do is look at your property interests and work out whether overseas entities own them. And having identified those overseas entities, you then need to look up the, chain, the ownership chain to find out who their beneficial owners are and then whether any of those beneficial owners are what's termed a registrable beneficial owner and the beneficial owners and registrable beneficial owners can be either a corporate entity or it could be an individual as well. The test for whether an entity is a beneficial owner is broadly the same as the PSC regime which many um, companies are familiar with. Broadly that's whether they own 25% of the voting um, rights or the shares in the overseas entity or whether they exercise a significant degree of control or influence over the overseas entity. And then once you've identified the beneficial owners, you then need to look at whether they're registrable pursuant to the Act. And for a company, this usually means that they're either registered under the PSC regime, that they're registered with their own overseas entity ID, perhaps because they also hold property in the UK, or whether they're listed on a UK or EU market. And there are some other subtleties um, as well, but that's, these are broadly the categories. And then once you've found a registrable beneficial owner, you can stop looking up the chain at that point. And that's the entity that you register. You don't look above that. If you don't get to um, an entity that's a registrable beneficial owner, you have to keep going right up the train, potentially until you get to individual owners um, or managing officers of corporate entities. Yeah. Um, and one of the questions that we've had in from a number of our funds clients is, is does this catch a fund manager um, in the in the sort of the fund structure? So although not being um, sort of... a, a ownership by way of shares of the of the entities but they are a beneficial owner or potentially a beneficial owner by virtue of exerting a degree of control over the uh, overseas entity um, so our view on this is that uh, unfortunately yes the fund manager will um, probably need to be registered as well but then you do have to bear in mind there's 
there's obviously the the degree of control that they own so we're going up that chain and getting to the beneficial owner on that side of the registrable beneficial owner subject to everything that sarah has said in terms of where you can stop in in that chain and then conversely you still have the actual owners of the entity itself who will potentially be registrable beneficial owners as well so you need to look at both strands in in, in terms of the fund structure the register for overseas entities details the verification system which is very similar to the money laundering regulations um, the regulations state that a variety of categories of people are permitted to verify the information and i'll read out that list it's the uk regulated credit and financial institutions auditors insolvency practitioners external accountants and tax advisors independent legal professionals trust or company service providers and estate agents and letting agents so there is quite a, a long list there. Where the relevant person is verifying information about an individual, they can't be a family member or a close associate. For example, it couldn't be someone sitting on the same board of directors or partners in the same firm or part, someone who's part of the same JV. Um, and in general, it's envisaged that not many law firms in the UK will be in a position to verify this information. And what we're finding at the moment is that having looked at the companies that have registered, the overseas entities that have registered at Companies House, it tends to be accountants and company service providers who are doing the bulk of the verification at the moment. I'm conscious here that we've spouted a lot of information and there's a lot of jargon that, that goes in here. So there is a few key takeaways that, um, that are applying here. The key things that you should be thinking about of what to do now if you have property owned by an overseas entity in England, Wales, are in the first instance to dust off your structure charts and identify your ultimate beneficial owners for each relevant entity that um, it, it, it concerns. And then you analyze which ones are registrable. So then you pull together the relevant information for those registrable entities and the people, uh, which will need to be part of the application process to register at Companies House. As Sarah has just mentioned, the information needs to be verified so you can confirm who is going to do that verification process for you and ultimately who is going to apply to Companies House for the registration. Remember that for existing properties, this will need to be done by the 31st of January 2023. But if you are dealing with that property in the sense of you are selling or leasing it, at this very moment in time, just be aware that your um, purchaser or potential tenant will, will no doubt want to see um, that information just in case uh, timings slip. Um, and so it, it's good to have that in order now. And finally, um, that if you are acquiring um, property with an overseas entity um, or leasing it uh, from this moment in time, you will need to look to deal with the registration right now. And of course, it goes without saying that we are here to advise you and answer any queries that you may have about the process. Thank you for listening. If you'd like any further information or to discuss any of your ownership structures, then you can find our contact details on the Travis Smith website.